0: Welcome to a new week and a new episode of Shaped by the Word, day 239, uh, season two The Drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Kemp, here with Cindy Kemp, David Keefe, and Matt Kresge. Uh, we're continuing our journey through uh, Isaiah, and, uh, and this is kind of a break from our purpose this year. We've been going through the narrative passages of Scripture, just to give you a huge overlay of the story of Scripture and how every bit of it, you know, points to Christ. Uh, We've kind of gone backward in chronology. We've taken you all the way to the exile of Israel and the return to uh, rebuild the wall and rebuild the temple. And Isaiah is a couple hundred years ahead of that. He is predicting these events happening. But one of the things that we see in Isaiah is such a vivid portrait of the one who is to come, the person of Christ. And you'll meet him this week uh, in both the first and the fourth uh, servant psalms. So Isaiah kind of sets us up for the future, and uh, very typical of prophets, uh, you'll see him in a moment of praise, flowing immediately into a moment of judgment. You'll see him in the far future and come back, you know, to the very present. So it's kind of a tapestry of uh, both judgments, uh, looks into the future, and looks into the, in, into the moment. So we pick up in Isaiah 25, uh, where we'll do 25 and 26, two songs of praise to the Lord. Uh, but before we read Isaiah, as always, we we pause and realize we have such a tremendous gift in Scripture that uh, God has disclosed His heart to us. And of course, we're going to meet this God this week, one who knows the future and tells us well before it takes place. Uh, God discloses His heart to us, His character to us. He gives us a reflection of who we are and causes an invitation to be remade and remolded in His image as He, through His Spirit, as He works through his spirit in his word to transform us into the image of his son so before we read let's uh let's pause let's offer ourselves and offer the moment to the lord uh cindy uh do you mind leading us in prayer no, i don't mind i was about to say honey but that's a little improper <laughs> for, a, for a podcast no, no. and i want to make it very clear when i do use the word honey i'm not talking about david keith <laughs> <laughs> that is good to know
1: let's pray Father, we do thank you for the incredible gift of your word. Uh, Father, confess that there's certainly been times in my life where I've not valued it or cared deeply for for turning to it. Father, we thank you for this gift. We ask that even now, you, by your spirit, would um, open our eyes to the things that are here and that we would hear your word and that we would value it and that we would apply it and learn and grow and love you more because of it. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Isaiah 25. Uh, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful things. Things planned well and go. You made the city a heap of rubble. The fortified town a ruin. The foreigners strong home, to city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore strong peoples will honor you. Cities of ruthless nations will revere you. You've been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in their distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm driving against a wall and like the heat of the desert. You silence the uproar of the foreigners as heat is reduced by the shadow of a cloud, so the song of ruthless is stilled. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all people. A banquet of aged wines, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. On this mountain he'll destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He'll swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He'll remove his, his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation." The hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain, but Moab will be trampled in their land as straw is trampled down in the manure. They will stretch out their hands in it as swimmers stretch out their hands to swim. God will bring down their pride despite the cleverness of their hands. He'll bring down your high fortified walls and lay them low. He'll bring them to the ground, to the very dust. In that day, the song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and ramparts. Open the gates. But the righteous nations may enter, and the nations that keep faith. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it down to the ground and casts it down to the dust. Feet trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. The path of the righteous is level. You, the upright one, make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your law, we wait for you. Your name and your round are the desire of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night, and in the morning my spirit longs for you. When your judgments comes upon the earth, people of the world learn righteousness. But when grace is shown to the wicked, they do not learn righteousness. Even in a land of uprightness, they go on dwelling in evil and do not regard the majesty of the Lord. Lord, your hand is lifted high, but they do not see it. Let them see your zeal for your people and put, and be put to shame. Let the fire reserved for your enemies consume them. Lord, you established peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. Lord our God, other lords besides you have ruled over us, but your name alone do we honor. They are now dead. They live no more. Their spirits do not rise. You punished them and brought them to ruin. You wiped out all memory of them. You have enlarged the nation, Lord. You have enlarged the nation. You've gained glory for yourself. You've extended all the borders of the land. Lord, they came to you in their distress. When you disciplined them, they could barely whisper a prayer. As a pregnant woman about to give birth, rises and cries out in her pain. So were we in your presence, Lord. We were with child. We writhed in labor. We gave birth to the wind. We have not brought salvation to the earth, and all the people of the world have not come to life. But your dead will live, Lord. Their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning, and the earth will give birth to her dead. Go, my people, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until his wrath has passed by. See the Lord's coming is out of his dwelling to punish the peoples of the earth for their sins. The earth will disclose the blood shed on it. The earth will conceal its slain no longer. A wonderful piece of poetry, as we find throughout the book of Isaiah, and, of course, the themes as we talked about in our reduction are pretty expansive. Uh, from a moment of praise as God has restored his people and judged her enemies, uh, there's also judgment on God's people for their unwillingness and their waywardness, and so you just have a nice little patchwork of, you know, prophetic literature. Where you have the blessings of the future and here you see in beautiful displays we will throughout the week uh, the new heavens and the new earth and what god has in store as he renews all of creation and himself so several really nice themes all through 25 and 26.
1: Mm. that's been good um I'll jump out there. Something that really um, Thanks. And somebody needed to jump out there. There was <laughs> know, about that
0: 15 minutes of uh, but, silence there.
1: Yeah. Quiet pause. <laughs> I know. It's kind of scary. Um, I love 26.3 where it talks about, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord. The Lord himself is the rock eternal. And I just, I mean, that's always been a verse that uh, I find very comforting um, because I find often my mind can go to all kinds of places. Whether I run ahead and I'm filled with anxiety, or thoughts of um, you know anything, anything but peace. Far from peace, I'm reminded here that um, trusting in the Lord is where we would find you know just the comfort and the peace that we need.
0: Yeah, uh, Matt and I were talking about the Hebrew. You know, before we walked up here in the passage. Uh, you know where it says, you know, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is is steadfast. Uh, that is actually a passive, uh, you know, in the Hebrew. And when you have a passive, it's usually what we call a divine passive. In other words, we're saying you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind. Has been steadied, mm-hmm. and, and of course, that steadying comes from, you know, a mind that is fixed on the Lord. But it is a work of the Lord in our hearts, mm-hmm. uh, first to to give us perfect peace, but uh, also to steady and to stabilize our hearts and our minds, or to give comfort, as we will read later on in this week, to our hearts and minds mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. And of course, yeah. that is at the center, you know, of the of these two songs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always helpful, you know, in light of that that. We, we tend to think of peace or, or maybe even comfort as something that's kind of, you know, if I could just achieve a state of stillness or a, a state of, uh, you know, no more chaos, you know, that, that mm-hmm. tends to be kind of our peace. And yet this is a, a much deeper peace. It's a peace that only God himself can give mm-hmm. because of who he is, you know, and this idea of shalom is, is the peace that is, everything is made right, mm-hmm. you know, and set right. And so you think of this peace that is ours uh, because of who God is. You know, it's the peace he alone can give. And I love the emphasis of 25 and 26 is mm-hmm. this emphasis on the sovereign Lord who, in his sovereignty, also takes notice and becomes a refuge for the poor. Yeah. And even that contrast, you know, they exalt exalt him for the wonderful things he planned long ago. And then that, those wonderful things, the destruction, <laughs> you know, that, that we see unfold, the judgment. Mm-hmm. But in, in that, they find that the, you know, the, the poor or the the needy find a refuge in the one who is sovereign and as he delivers blow after blow to these strong nations mm-hmm. you know really injustice continues mm-hmm. to thrive there you
0: have the same thing many people have referred to it as this way that this is the old testament version of mary's song or this is where yeah. mary's song yeah. uh, comes from yeah. uh, that you have uh, you have brought down uh, the lofty and exalted mm-hmm. the humble yeah. you have sent the rich away empty and filled the poor with good things, and you see those same things you know, in his, his justice. And of course you're coming off of, you know, a couple of chapters that have just predicted God's judgment on uh, Judah and on Israel. And here is the restoration of Israel, and the tables are turned, where God is judging her enemies, mm-hmm. and uh, will ultimately even judge, you know, the enemy that has been the instrument in in their destruction. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is, you know, and it's it's wonderful in God's plan how He has both, in His justice, punished their sin, but in His mercy, has restored them, mm-hmm. and judged their enemies. And of course, that is a picture of what has happened yeah. on, on the cross. Mm-hmm. He has judged every one of our enemies our own sinful disposition or our flesh uh our enemy and our accuser uh you know the devil and the powers you know that are raised against us and finally the enemy of death so there's a rejoicing of what he has planned long ago and what he has accomplished in in type you know here in isaiah Mm
3: -hmm. and you also spoke about how isaiah is pointing to so many things you know in the future and and we see kind of in in chapter 25 you know Especially around verses six through eight we see this the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of, of rich food for all the people, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and, and the finest of wines, and kind of get those allusions to something so far down the road of just that marriage supper, you know, of the Lamb in Revelation nineteen, and even the same language there in verse eight, you know, He will swallow up death forever, the sovereign Lord will wipe away, you know, all the tears from their faces, which is that great glimpse we see in Revelation again of all the nations coming together you know to rejoice in christ and when all the wrongs will, will be righted and all the pain will, will be undone and so even isaiah here just pointing us to something so far down the road but yet it's still here in the text in scripture and and uh, is of
0: yeah. the heart of God. So far down the road, but also encompassed in the already and not yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, we have uh, already experienced the lavish grace and richness mm-hmm. of, of the Lord, and we've already had our shame removed, and we've already been removed, you know, from the veil that He says, you know, covers up all the people and swallows mm-hmm. them in death, in mm-hmm. you know, forever. Uh, so we, we already experienced that in the redemption that, you know, that we have in Christ and the renewal that we have in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the best is yet to come. We experience it in its fullness. And mm-hmm. so uh, you know, that is a beautiful you know, picture. And of course, for those of you that have ever done you know, communion, and uh, uh, you know, at Christ Church, this, my heart always turns to this. You know, as we have a simple piece of bread and a simple you know, cup of, of wine, uh, it reminds us of the richness of the feast that stands before us. And of course, mm-hmm. Jesus promised, I will not eat of this bread or drink of this cup again until I do so with you in my Father's kingdom. And this is the description of the table in the Father's kingdom in which the Lord himself mm-hmm. uh, will serve his bounty to us in mm-hmm. his grace. And so every time you hold a little piece of bread mm-hmm. in your hand and dip it in the, the cup of the new covenant, mm-hmm. these are the, the foreshadowing of the promises you know, that we look forward to.
3: And even towards the end of, of chapter 26, we, we see, I think, a glimpse of, you know, kind of the the Passover and, and the people in Exodus and, you know, how go into your rooms and the people hide and they shut the doors and they're hiding the, the blood of the lamb. And, you know, and that's where they find safety um, in, in the Passover and in the Exodus. And then, you know, where do we hide ourselves today? Well, we're hidden in Christ, right? right? He's the one that protects uh, us. He's the one that yeah. keeps us from from the wrath to come and and the judgment of God. And so,
0: uh, nicely done, David Keith. Mm-hmm. Just cool uh, little. If I ever going to we're gonna call you, honey, it would have been you know, right there. <laughs> you know, at that wow. point, right there. But, gonna, but I'm not going to. No, no. Of but course no. no, that was really. Yeah. Now, obviously, that is a. You know, you have a you have an echo of the Exodus to go mm-hmm. and, and to hide while the wrath passes over, mm-hmm. which is also a picture of our a picture of our salvation and of course also a picture mm-hmm. of us you know as people in exile right now being protected in the middle uh you know of the tribulation around us so a lot of beautiful yeah. images mm-hmm. uh here father we thank you for songs of praise we thank you for wonderful things that you planned from long ago we thank you for how your justice is seen in both your judgment and your mercy we thank you that uh, you have, uh, you have shown us your, your great hatred of sin and at the same time have extended an incredible bounty of love and grace to us in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the bounty in you we experience now, uh, aged wine and the choicest of meats, and the bounty we will one day receive from your hand in your presence in your kingdom. Amen.